one of the biggest frustrations for riders is when they have this thing that they keep doing and they're so aware they're doing it, but they just can't seem to stop doing it. Well, I received a question from a lovely listener about the canter and her heels and her knees and how they're just totally doing the wrong things. So today I want to dive into heels down and knees relaxed in the canter. Let's go. Hey there and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast. My name is Lorna Leeson. I'm an equestrian trainer and coach and I just love working with riders from all over the world to help them with their riding and their training issues, especially if they don't have a regular trainer or coach to go to with their horse. Okay, so the canter. Now, I do love the canter, okay? And I think that as riders, we all kind of love the canter. But the canter, because of just the general nature of the canter, okay, and the canter being so maybe upward, having that little bit of extra kind of pep in the step, there's a little bit of momentum going on, okay, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, the canter can just, it's like a big, big spotlight comes on for any issues that you might be having in your riding. It's like, there you go, there's the challenge. And that can sometimes feel like it takes the goodness out of the canter for us. And today I want to answer a rider's question that I got in all about that. And for this particular rider, the challenge was really, first of all, keeping their heels down in the canter, but also then stopping gripping with their knees. Now, I'm gonna say that the heels down is actually a symptom of the gripping with the knees, okay? So like as we go from there, I will of course give you some um, practical advices to how to, to deal with both. But I do think that the heels thing is a symptom of the knee thing. And I also think the knee thing is a symptom of something else. The knee thing, I think personally, is a little bit of a symptom of something going on with the rider's seat. Usually it's to do with tipping forward, okay? So the riders are kind of tipped forward. When You know you hear of people and they say, um, they're riding with a fork seat, okay? And it is, it's kind of like, they're, they're really riding, oh, how do you say this? So it's all correct and good and nice. Anyway, they're leaning to, they're not sitting on their bum, okay? That's the best way of putting it. So if you can imagine a rider who's kind of just perched there, everything's kind of rotated, just a couple of degrees forward, but it's enough that the weight is no longer truly onto the seat bones. And what is there is kind of pointing out, it's it's all, all the energy, if you want, is pointing or being directed um, out behind the horse, okay, which is not what we want. We want the energy to be underneath us, okay, if we think of our energy I'm talking about now, okay, so we want it under us. And what generally happens is a rider can either kind of get into this predicament through the transition into the canter, okay? So they, they, they can't, everything's going great if they're in the trot. And then as soon as they canter, they're kind of, they're like, holy moly, how did I end up here, okay? Or with the momentum of the canter, the rider not being able to move with the horse actually also throws them into this. But usually the result then is kind of like their, their legs, their, their upper legs especially, their thighs become like a clothes peg. 
on the horse's back, like tight, nice and tight, okay, like a vice grip. And for the most part, horses don't enjoy that feeling. Like they are not happy with that. That is not a good feeling for the horse, okay? So I do think that is something that's worth looking at. So my first suggestion here would be to actually begin working on the walk to canter transitions, which I know sounds a little bit odd now, okay? But bear with me, okay? So I would suggest that you're going to, instead of going trot to canter, which Without seeing what's going on, I've I've a sneaking suspicion, okay? That could be part of the problem. Um, But when we go walk to canter, it tends to slow everything down for us. Now, obviously, I am going to suggest this not knowing the horse, not knowing the rider, and assuming that both are at the level of training where you could actually perform this, okay? Um, But I do think that the walk to canter can be really, really good. What I'm going to do is in the show notes to this episode, I will link to a couple of podcast episodes, previous podcast episodes to help with this, okay? And you'll find the show notes to this particular episode over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash 1304, okay? All the show notes will be there. But I do think that, yeah, if we can kind of slow things down, and I'll tell you why, because if you're aware of your seat and your weight in the seat, okay, and you're aware of kind of where you're, if you want directing that, directing the weight, and you don't have that maybe little bit of bumpiness, okay, the bit of turbulence um, that c- can, for many riders, especially if there's a little bit of a level of um, maybe apprehension about going into the canter. I'm not saying like anxiety or fear because this rider has not said that is the case at all. So I'm going to assume that's not. But sometimes we can kind of be like, we're almost like expecting it to go a little bit wonky, okay? And when that apprehension cre- creeps in, we are like naturally our bodies will kind of try and you know curl up like the little hamster okay and it can couple that with the bounce or the I suppose the natural um kind of momentum of the trot and then that upward transition into the canter um it can really throw riders forward so that's why the walk to canter is often a great way to begin to kind of slow it down take it back enough that you're able to work on this now the next thing i'm going to suggest you do is imagine there's a great big egg sitting on the pommel of your saddle okay now what do i mean by this so if you can imagine there's something in front of you an egg we're going to use an egg okay so it's a big now big egg I'm talking like big it's all the way like it's the same height it's like on the pommel and it's right up to like in front of your face okay this is a big egg okay but if you can imagine that eggs there and when your horse steps into the canter you are not allowed to knock the egg off the pommel of the saddle okay which means you cannot throw your shoulders forward you cannot allow your shoulders to come in front of your hips in fact if anything were to happen you would lead through your seat into the canter now I am not suggesting you lie back in the canter not at all okay all I mean here is that if you can imagine there was going to be a part of your body that would get into canter first 
yeah, it would be your seat, okay? And your seat being everything kind of from belly button down to midway down your thigh, okay? So you kind of have this whole area. It's not just your bum. It's the whole, the whole part of you, okay? It's a, it's a rather large area of the body, okay? So if you think of that area and we're going to say, okay, that's the seat and that's the part of my body that's actually going to lead me into this canter. It's going to take me there. It's the one that's going to get there first if it was a race. And you're almost like saying shoulders, hold back. No, you have to let the seat go first, okay? Because we can't knock the egg off the pommel of the saddle. So have a look as well. Of course, as I would always suggest, do take a couple of videos of yourself. Have a look. Are you knocking the egg off the pommel, okay? If you're knocking the egg off the pommel, there you go. That's your issue. Um, like if, if you can just begin to sort that out. From there, what you'll find is that your leg will stay relaxed, okay? Now, you don't want your leg relaxed to the point where it's like, flapping all over the place and remember with the canter there's a certain amount of momentum there's a little bit more energy in there okay so we don't want the leg like totally just like flapping and slapping against the horse's sides no not at all but we do want it in a way that it's now being able to be used for communication with the horse without being a clothes peg or a vice grip on the horse's back okay so we need to try and relax through the knee and then Dun, da, da, da. drop the weight down into the heel okay now it will depend on what discipline that you're going to go on and do as to how much weight really is in the heel I would always suggest people start with like going a little bit more okay so keeping the weight down just so as you can begin to develop maybe a more independent seat okay so that would be my suggestion and then over time you you your body will just naturally kind of if you want like arrange itself that way okay and you, you won't need to focus on it and and you know one of the things about the heels down that many riders struggle to kind of they're like no it couldn't be and then it happens they're like oh it's like it's almost like the rising trot or posting to the trot once you get it you've got it like it's it's there it's done okay so it's well well worth the time the energy but again I would make sure that you're focused on your seat first okay Think of dominoes. You want your head, your shoulder, your hip, your heel, okay? Grrr, lovely straight line. You focus on your seat and then from there, drop the weight down into the heel, okay? That's going to help you. Now, the final thing that I'm going to suggest for this particular challenge is the light seat. I love the light seat. I think the light seat is so good. It helps with the balance. It helps with everything. And I think when you understand that with the light seat, it's almost like, you know, the old... Um, the old um, weighing skills. I don't know if you're familiar with astrology, but the the Libra, the the kind of the weighing scales that you we would often kind of associate with the the astrology sign of Libra. Okay, but if you are thinking of those old weighing scales, they've got like a kind of a I suppose a support thing in the middle, and then there's like a bar, like a horizontal bar. I'm sure there's all fancy words for all this, okay? But there's a horizontal bar and you kind of have the the two, I don't know, it's like um, plates, okay? That are held on by chains, okay? Or they're like hanging baskets, okay? So you've got two hanging baskets either side of the bar. And as the, you know, you can put whatever in the one side, gold and, you know, silver in the other, I don't know, whatever, okay? And it weighs it up and down. When you think of the light seat, I want you to imagine that. I want you to imagine that old weighing scales. Your lower leg, your leg is the center, okay? And your 
your, your backside, basically, your bum, okay, is going to be the one um, hanging basket and your shoulders are going to be the other. And you've all the time, you're balancing, you're kind of getting this really fine balance, this lovely balance between like your upper body, your lower body, well, upper torso, lower torso, and all being balanced nicely over your lower leg, okay? So I want you to think of that. Sometimes with light seat, I find riders tend to want to throw themselves forward. It's got nothing to do with forward, okay? It's more of a back. So you're going to stand up a little bit. You're going to go backwards with your bum, okay? Reverse, and then slightly down. You have to, you have to close the angle through the hip, okay? Keeping the back nice and straight, bring it down, and then you're balancing your shoulders and as I said, your backside, okay, and it's all been balanced over the lower leg. But what I really want to say, and I, I will again include links to previous episodes where I take you step by step through how to ride the light seat, okay? But with that, you are then going to be focused on getting the weight into the heels. And I would say just work and walk and trot in the light seat initially and get really good at it, okay? Light seat and walk and trot and light seat over some maybe basic ground poles. And from there, you can then take that into the canter. And yes, think about the egg, okay, on your transition into the canter. You don't want to throw yourself forward. You want to think about not uh, knocking the egg off the pommel of the saddle or off the front of the saddle as you get into canter. Then once you're in the canter, you can then begin experimenting with light seat. But again, you'll have done all the practice. It'll just be second nature to you. All the practice will already have been done in the walk and the trot and it'll feel good. Okay, so yeah, I hope that helps with that question. It's a tricky one and it can be one that can feel really frustrating. But I just really, really would love to let you know that it's also one that you can really and truly overcome with kind of paying attention to just those couple of basics. And with that, there's kind of two opportunities here, um, depending on what you would like to do or what level of um, kind of training you would like to work. I'm going to suggest having a look at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash canter the improve your canter program is over there um, and that's basically a four-week self-study program where you can actually work with your horse there's the audio horse riding lessons the whole lot and all the theory like why you're doing it um, why that happens like that all of that fun stuff and um, you have a look at that but then also have a look at returning to riding we are kicking off the next level and of course returning to riding was totally redone last year it's a brand new program and um, we're kicking it off again in um, January early January so if you would like actually my help and my training and we will work together for nine weeks you'll get um, every week um, a private lesson from me we'll be working together and um, I would suggest having a look at that as well it might be helpful okay I'm going to leave it there I hope that this was helpful and again if you have any problems with your horse or with your riding that you are struggling with um, training and riding related you can drop me an email, lorna at stridesforsuccess.com. You can also post inside the groups and I will answer it here on the podcast for you. Okay, have a super one, keep well, and I'll chat to you soon. Be good, bye.